Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg. And once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The last time I spoke with you nice people, I talked about what a great, what a really great first week it was for the NCAA men's basketball tournament. I said March Madness was alive and well, and I meant it. And with week two, it remains the same, alive and well. But it still doesn't hide the fact that the NCAA itself remains a hypocritical, phony, and corrupt organization with the people getting screwed being the players. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. So here we are in week two, and as I said, it's been a terrific tournament. Terrific tournament. Still going on as we speak. Uh, but, but just a really, it wasn't exciting as the first week because the first week with all 64 teams and you got the play-ins, it's just terribly exciting. And, and seeing Oral Roberts almost make it, but not quite. And seeing UCLA going from a play-in to where they are, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's been a very, very good tournament. But again, as I just said, folks, it doesn't hide the fact that the NCAA remains to be a phony, corrupt, and hypocritical, hypocritical to the nth degree organization. Really. And listen... You folks have heard me talk about it many, many times before about, you know, players and, uh, you know, how I feel players should be paid. And I think it's ridiculous that they're not. And, and listen, over a course of time, I've changed my tune. When players first wanted to be paid, I said, well, wait, wait a minute, let's, let's hold on. They're getting a free education. And a free education... Is certainly worth something, especially in today's world. Go ask, go ask somebody who, who's paying for their kid to go to college 50, 60, 70, 
$1,000 a year and maybe more. You know, it, an education, a free education is worth something. I'll never dispute that. But here's where the phoniness and the hypocrisy comes in. These so-called student-athletes, these so-called student-athletes on scholarship, they're not recruited to get an education. Not in the least. They are not recruited to get an education. No coach of a major college not even a major college. No coach. Go, go look at all the coaches that are still alive in the NCAA tournament. Go look at all the coaches, top 25. <laughs> I'm just throwing out numbers. Go look at all the coaches, football coaches. None of them recruit players so they can give those kids an education. They recruit players for one reason and one reason alone the said players that we're talking about can help the said coaches win. And if the said coaches do not win, they are out on their asses, fired. They could have a 100% graduation rate. 100%. But if they don't win, they're out of a job, period. Look at all these coaches, all these great coaches in history. Now, don't get me wrong. There are coaches out there who stay on top of their kids to make sure that those kids go to class and those kids get an education. You know, it's very difficult. You know, I don't want to paint everybody with, you know, a broad stroke here. That's not fair. But look, look at all the schools. Look at all the schools. Look at you top big-name coaches. You want, you want to talk about, I, I didn't make a list. Talk about John Calipari from Kentucky. Talk about Jim Beheim, uh, Beheim from, from Syracuse. Uh, you, you know, Patino, who was at Kentucky and Louisville. Now he's at Iona. Uh, Roy Williams. North Carolina, go go up and down the line. All these schools, all these schools, those guys are recruited to be coaches for one reason, so they can recruit players to win. And if they don't win, they are out. So the coaches don't give a shit about the marks. The coach gives a shit about winning. I mean, look, these one-and-done kids, they go to school for a year. And I'm not knocking the kids. But a coach doesn't recruit a kid to go to school for a year because he wants to give the kid the benefit of getting at least a year's college education. The kid is being recruited so he can help the coach win. Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. Zion Williamson. You think he recruited Zion? To stay at Duke for a year so he can give the kid the benefit of a one-year education? Come on, let's stop the horse shit. 
And the reason I'm bringing this up, because the kids now are getting together and they're showing some guts. You know, you, you saw some kids wearing these T-shirts, uh, hashtag not NCAA property. And th three kids in particular were wearing it. Iowa's uh, Jordan Bohannon, Michigan's Isaiah Livers, who unfortunately is hurt and he's now out of the tournament while Michigan remains in, and Rutgers' Geo Baker, okay? And, you know, they're being backed by the, this group is called the National Collegiate, let me read this, National Collegiate Players Association. It's an adv ad advocacy group. And they had issued a statement, you know, calling for the NCAA to change rules by July 1st, allowing players to hire agents and sign endorsement deals. Now, you know, in case some of you people out there might be saying to yourself, well, why do these kids have, isn't the education enough? No, it's not enough. And I'm going to tell you, here's where the bullshit and the hypocrisy comes in. If you're a, let's say a music major, if you're a music major at a school, like a really talented one, you can go cut an album and make money. If you're a top-notch student, you don't have to be a top-notch student. If, if you're a good student and you're making money tutoring, that's okay. You can make money. If, if you're, you know, uh, a really, you're writing a book, you can hire an agent. To help you sell your book, that's okay. But you can't. You, it's okay for the NCAA to sell your name on the back of a jersey, but you can't make money on it. Your likeness, your image. The kid I met, one of the three kids I just mentioned to you, Geo Baker, had tweeted... Uh, this was going into the tournament. Uh, this is Geo Baker's tweet from Rutgers. The NCAA owns my name, image, and likeness. Someone on music scholarship can profit from an album. Someone on an academic scholarship can have a tutor service. For people who say an, athlete, an athletic scholarship is enough, anything less than equal rights is never enough. I am hashtag not NCAA property. The kid's not wrong. I mean, think about that. You can be on a music scholarship. You can be on an academic scholarship. Uh, you can write a book. You can do anything. You can hire an agent. But an athlete can't do that. Look at all these, think about it. Look at all these, you, you see kids wearing jerseys from respective schools and the kids' names on them and this and that and whatnot. Why do you think the NCAA is a freaking multi-multi-billion dollar industry? Why? 
It's because of the kids. It's because of the kids. So why can't a kid make some money? L listen, I'm not even talking. I haven't even brought up the fact that I think kids should be paid now. And I'm not saying kids should be paid millions of dollars. But kids should be paid. I mean, if you... If you if, I don't know if, if if you're a terrific player leading your school. I don't. There's nothing wrong with paying a kid ten, twenty, thirty. I'm sorry, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Why? What's wrong with that? That prevents the kid. That's being upfront about it and prevents the kid from having to take money under the table. It allows them to get money to fly home. It allows them to go uh, have his apartment to pay his bills, whatever. You also have to remember, a lot of these kids come from nothing. So this way they have money in their pockets. They don't have to look to try and get it elsewhere. It keeps it above board. But these kids here aren't even talking about getting paid. They're talking about just being able to hire an agent, just being able to representative, be represented, just being able to get endorsement deals. Why the hell not? And, and let me tell you something else about the three young men I'm talking about. I really admire them. I, I mentioned it before, Jordan Bohannon from Iowa, Isaiah Livers from Michigan, and the young man I was just talking about, Geo Baker from Rutgers. These kids aren't doing it for themselves. These kids aren't doing it for themselves. They're putting their balls, for lack of a better term, they're putting their balls on the line for future kids coming in. I mean, to me, they got That's they. They need to be commended about that. Now, Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, has agreed to meet with the players. Okay, but. Uh, it's been delayed. I don't know, a couple of weeks. They don't know. I mean, this is a big deal. It's not a little deal. It is a big deal. A freaking enormous deal. The NCAA, the reason I'm bringing this up now, listen, I applauded last week. And it, I meant it. I mean it. This tournament is one of the best tournaments in all of sports. Because it's one and done. Either you win or you're out. You see the heartbreak. You see, I don't care if you're seven feet tall, you're 18 years old, you're 20 years old, you're crying because you're going home. A tournament's great. It's compelling. There are a lot of great stories in it. But these kids, I mean, the NCAA is, just makes a fortune of money. A fortune of money. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Why the hell do you think the NCAA was so worried, you know, with their COVID testing, which I'm going to get into also, with, with their COVID testing and everything to make sure that this tournament went on? Why? Just, it's just like the NBA. Uh, why did the N NBA want to make sure that they had an all-star game during here? Why? 
because it's big TV dollars. But this tournament is enormous, the NCAA men's basketball tournament. It's gazillions of dollars. And these kids don't make a dime. And then if they take a dime, then they did something wrong. And and look, let's be frank, folks. You've seen it. It's happened with all the names of the schools that I've, I've spoken about. Roy Williams, North Carolina, kids allegedly went to class that those classes didn't exist. Uh, Syracuse, Bayheim has been at it. All, all these coaches. Calipari recruits kids to go to school for a year. And he tells the parents, I've, I've heard him say it. Listen, I'm helping kids make money so their families, families, families can be taken care of. That's a sales pitch, folks, if ever I heard one. That's the sales pitch. And I don't have anything wrong with the sales pitch because you know what? That's being honest. So let's everybody be honest. Let's not call them student athletes. They're athletes recruited to the schools for one purpose, to win. If you don't win, you sit your ass on a bench or you get off the team. If the coach doesn't win, he gets fired. That's how it is. Doesn't matter what kind of fine man he is, what kind of upstanding citizen he is, what kind of mentor uh, in life to these young men he is. If he doesn't win, he's out. It's a significant, you know, it's a big deal to win. And if you don't win, you're out. So let's stop the horseshit. That's where I talk about the hypocrisy. You know, the corruptness I talk about. I mean, you know, kids go into class, allegedly go to class that don't exist. And coaches, I love, I didn't know anything. It was my assistant. You know, when Patino got dumped out of Louisville. He didn't know anything. He There, there, there was alleged prostitutes and what going on in, in, the, um, in, a, in a dormitory. Now, he didn't know anything about it. Let me tell you something, folks. There is not a head coach in the NCAA big-time school in football or basketball does, does, that does not know every move that goes on within his team. He know especially, especially his players, his his better players. Not a coach that doesn't know. So what happens? Patino leaves Louisville. Ends up getting a head coaching job at Iona. Come on. I mean, he's not the only one. You've had coaches caught about cheating. Uh, uh, you know, Bruce Pearl with Tennessee. Now he's at Auburn. Stop. Stop it. You know, I, I mean, if 
Russ Salzburg has, if, if I'm the star player at Rutgers in New Jersey, okay, I'm the star player at Rutgers in New Jersey. I'm averaging 30 points a game. I'm, I'm helping, I'm helping the, the Scarlet Knights win the Big Ten title, go on to win a national championship. Yeah, Russ Salzburg. Okay? I can't make a dime off my jersey, but my school can. The NCAA can. It's, it's, it's simply cut and dry. It's just not fair. And, and not to be able to, you know, say somebody wants... Well, why can't... It's okay for a coach... Let's think about this for a second. It's okay for a coach to get hooked up, let's say, with Nike. I'm just throwing Nike. I mean, you can have Reebok, you can have Adidas, whatever. But it's okay for a coach to get hooked up and a school to get hooked up with one of these athletic wear outfits and, and the kids have the swoosh or, or this emblem or that logo on their uniforms while they're playing, that's okay. But the kid can't make any money from The kid could be a walking, talking, running, high-jumping billboard, but he can't make money. But the school in the NCAA can make money. Why can't the kid? Why can't the kid have an agent to work out a deal for him? Or her. How come? It's a racket. And look, now's the time to talk about it because now's the time it's front and center. Now you have the grand stage of the NCAA basketball tournament. So I I just... The hypocrisy has got to stop. We've been talking about this for the longest time. And you heard me last week. I mean, I was raving about the tournament and I continue to it. I've been watching it. But as I'm watching and I'm saying to myself, man, you got all these shows, you got pregame shows and postgame shows and interviews up the wazoo. You got every damn thing you can talk about. Kids don't make no money. And I'm going to give I'm going to tell you something else if you want to talk logically speaking maybe you know how these kids go maybe some of them go to school for a year or two or even 3 but don't stay to 4 I mean some do don't get me wrong but you know now for example the NBA you know they want to jump and now the NBA has this G League like the developmental league and, you know, kids are saying, some kids are saying, screw this, I won't go to college. I'll just go to, to this league, get paid, and I'm being upfront about it. Well, maybe if a kid was able to go to school and to get paid, he wouldn't be so quick to leave. Now, he's not going to make the money that he can make in the pros, but you know what? He's making money... To, and he can enjoy the college atmosphere and have money in his pocket and not feel short and not feel the pressure 
You know, hunger is hunger. And folks, maybe some of you can't relate to it because if you haven't tasted hunger, you don't know what it tastes like. It's not an acquired taste. Either you've had it or you've never had it. Gives a kid a chance to, you know, have something. I, I think the NCAA just has to get off their asses. Mark Emmert has to get with these kids. The president of the NCAA, they have to come to a conclusion. Courts need to be involved. I don't care. Supreme Court needs to be involved. Something needs to be done. I mean, courts have already been involved. You've had cases already in, involved. You know, they talk about, I forget what one of the names of the cases. I think it was the Alston versus the NCAA. They talk about uh, where the, the courts ruled kids can't be restricted. What is the terminology? Um, kids can't be restricted. Yeah, here it is. As we speak today, this was um, players are not allowed. To, okay, uh, at the schools and okay, um, here we go. May nineteenth, twenty twenty. I knew I had it someplace. Ruling by the U.S. Court of Appeals, Ninth District, upheld a district court decision that the NCAA cannot restrict colleges from granting in quotations non-cash education-related benefits, i.e. computers, musical instruments, and other products and services used for academic pursuits uh, beyond room and board, tuition, meals, textbooks. I mean, so, so they're saying, somebody said you can't restrict it, but what is this with this computer's so, okay, so I'm going to give you 5000 for a computer, for your musical instruments, other products and services. Let's be upfront about this. this. The NCAA, to me, if the NCAA is smart, they take care of it before the courts get involved. Because once the courts get involved, then you got a problem on your hands. Then you got a problem on your hands. And here's another thing. Look, I've I, I made my case clear on how I feel about kids and I think they need to be compensated. They're the ones playing. They're the ones whose names are out there. They're the ones who everybody goes to interview. Let's stop the horse shit. Let's be upfront about it. But the NCAA really, for lack of a better term, fucked up. Uh, you know, a, a big uh, hullabaloo was made, and, and understandably so. The players, the men's players for the men's tournament, everything, as it should have been, was top shelf. You know, accommodations, you know, they go to get, you know, they're all within a certain bubble at the tournaments. So, so their COVID testing, everything was top shelf. Their workout rooms were top shelf. They were getting these, uh, the men were getting these PCR tests, which are the best tests uh, available out there. While the women, 
we're getting these rap, rapid, what they call rapid antigen test, uh, uh, the rapid antigen test. Apparently, they're cheaper and they're more likely to yield false positives. And then their workout rooms were half-ass. And the NCAA, when they were called on a carpet for it, said, okay, we, we screwed up. We're going to get this rectified. What were you morons thinking about? Why wouldn't the men and the women have the, everything the exact same? Except urinals in the bathroom. I mean, really? I mean, you... you they're like the NCAA is like the gang that can't shoot straight. How f- when I read that, like I just thought, I said, "How freaking stupid can you be?" These are student athletes. It's their stage. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not remotely saying the women's tournament is as big as the men's tournament. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't want to get into that debate. Okay, because. It's not on equal ground, never was, never will be. But having said that, these are students, they're human beings. I mean, you make one, you get one group is treated like a second class citizen and, and you don't expect to be chastised for it? What was the NCAA thinking? Please explain that to me. Tell me what the NCAA was thinking, because I don't have the foggiest idea. So, listen, folks, in, in wrapping up, this tournament has been great. I enjoy watching it. Um, some of the games have been tremendously compelling to me. You know, it has everything. It has euphoria. It has joy, glee, heartbreak, sorrow. It has everything. Some tremendous stories. But the story that needs to be rectified immediately is the story about players in the NCAA getting shafted. It's time they were compensated for what they do. And what they do is make a shitload of money for the NCAA. That's what they do. And that, my friends, is now a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you people. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that very easily on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Big time thank you to my home here at Believe.com. Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, a great big thank you to you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, once again saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, everybody. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. 